Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Revelation 14. Then I looked, and there before me was the Lamb, standing on Mount Zion, and with him a 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven, like the roar of rushing waters, and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of a harpist playing their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne, and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. Those are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they remained virgins. They follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They were purchased from among mankind and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. Then I saw another angel flying in midair. And he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language and people. He said in a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea and the springs of water. A second angel followed and said, fallen Fallen is Babylon the Great, which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives its mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulphur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment will rise for ever and ever. There will be no rest, day or night, for those who worship the beast and its image, or for anyone who receives the mark of its name. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God, who keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labour, for their deeds will follow them. I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, And seated on the cloud was one like a son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud. Take your sickle and reap because the time to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Another angel came out of the temple in heaven, 
and he too had a sharp sickle. Still another angel who had charge of the fire came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle. Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for the distance of 1,600 stadia. I think this is the same content as Revelation 13, but presented through a different image. You know, like when Jesus spoke of himself as bread one minute and then the shepherd the next. None of us thought he'd actually turned into a loaf of bread and then into a sheep keeper. We understood them to be images conveying the same truth in different ways to pull out certain meanings. Here we have a vision of 144,000 men who've never had sex. Nowhere in the New Testament has having it off with your spouse been regarded as a defiling act. In fact, the evidence has been massively to the contrary. There's also been no suggestion in the New Testament that men are entitled to a higher level of heavenly dwelling than women folk. And so we embrace this image like we did Jesus as a bread roll. We understand the 144,000 men who've kept themselves pure as symbolic of something. They take us back to the wilderness wanderings of Israel, where the women of Moab seduced God's people into worshipping their foreign gods. Or they take us back to Ezekiel and Hosea, who again and again compared idolatry to sexual promiscuity. So we understand the 144,000 men not as a precise count of exalted males, but rather as an image of God's faithful women and men, chosen by him, symbolised by the number 12 times 12, and perfect in number, symbolised by the number 10 times 10. And having understood these, this image, it then tells us what action to take. Patiently endure, obeying God's commandments and remaining faithful to Jesus. That's verse 12. We do this like a husband waiting for his beloved wife to come back from a long trip. We do this like a wife waiting for a happy husband to come home. We do it knowing that we would be susceptible to seduction if we did some silly things. But we don't want to do those silly things because we love him and we are his. We've been chosen by Jesus and we've put his name on our heads. Blamelessness has become our birthright. Purity has become our preoccupation. And so we endure through the long and lonely nights and we endure through the difficult days when life feels a bit dull. We endure and we remain faithful because our spouse will return. And when he does, he will set all things right. Here's a question for reflection. How are you pursuing greater purity in this time? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.